Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks to SBS Fences, portable toilet and fence hire Sydney. This is Afternoons with Jimmy Smith. Give us a call on 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning if you're up there north of the border. We're very excited about that. We've got a massive program lined up for you today. G'day afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you were listening, SEN welcomes you to what we like to describe here as our very broad house of worship. We are going broad today, let me assure you. A big thank you to Alex and the team at SBS Fence. Remember, they are the naming rights sponsors of the afternoon's program here on SEN, Portable Toilet and Temporary Fence Hire in Sydney. Go to sbsfence.com.au. If you want to be involved in the program, and I reckon you will, 1300 01 1170 and 0457 736 736. We've got the $100 cash thanks to Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport is available. So, Jaleesa Apps from Channel 7 coming to us live from Fiji. Well, I call Buller on that. But anyway, she's over there. She's over there. And then she's on her way to Las Vegas. So uh, we look forward to checking in with her. Uh, we will also speak to the Manly Warringah Seagulls head of performance. This is John Clark, who he encouraged Tom Trebojevic. Remember, we talked about it yesterday, to do some ballet just to prepare himself for season 2024. We'll speak to John, the analyst. Oh, beep, beep, beep. Scotty Woodward, he is on today. We'll get a sports update from the maestro. Tristan Merlihan will be along to have a chat. He's our man from Top Sport. We've got international cricket going on this afternoon. Uh, you'll hear that across the SEN network. The 2 o'clock flock, afternoons amplified with the Maestro. Who am I with the Maestro? We missed it yesterday, but don't worry. We're back with the Signet Boost Power Bank today. And then, of course, we get stuck into the text line. And we do that all thanks to SBS Fence. Right. So let's get going. Um so just to pull back the curtain a little bit on this one, the maestro sends me through all the articles that he thinks worth talking about. So one of the ones that he sent through today was grassroots rugby league officials have been forgotten by diabolical leadership. Now, it appeared on a News Corp website, Code Sport it was. Um, but if you're struggling to find this article, so if you, like me, went to the Daily Telegraph, couldn't find it, went to the Courier Mail, couldn't find it, but found it, at another newspaper, The Chronicle. Um, <laughs> the Chronicle services Toowoomba. Right? It's a news-limited uh, newspaper. It services Toowoomba. So Toowoomba Rugby League Chairman Joe Hannett 
Said he fears for the future of the game at grassroots level. It's high time everyone stepped back and takes a breath and look at where the game is. NRL is true spectacle. The number one sport in the country right now, et cetera, et cetera. Um, however, the grassroots game, the foundation of the game has been forgotten by the leadership at the very top of the game. It's diabolical and will only get worse. He's had endorsement from Tweed Seagull CEO Brendan Lindsay from the South East uh, Queensland region. He's saying they're struggling to keep the game affordable and safe for players. Community clubs are looking to improve facilities and are really struggling to gain assistance and funding to support that. So at the time that the QRL and the New South Wales Rugby League are taking the Australian Rugby League Commission to court, this article comes out in a news-limited publication. At the same time that the AFL announces $1 billion in funding, the majority of which, over the course of the next 10 years, goes to Queensland and New South Wales. At a time when Peter Volandis is on the record in praising Fox in the USA for their outstanding support of rugby league in Las Vegas. And at the same time, at the announcement of record revenue for rugby league. This is the article that's been written by Peter Bedell and Fatima Kadu in News Corp newspapers. ARL Commission Chair Peter Volandis has revealed his master plan to make the NRL a billion-dollar industry. So what about this? $701.1 million last year in revenue. It's a record, and it outstrips the year before by 18%. So 18% year-on-year growth, which is extraordinary for a mature business like the National Rugby League. But just going back to that, that article about grassroots rugby league officials have been forgotten by diabolical leadership, the News Corp article that appeared at Code Sport and The Chronicle from the Toowoomba newspaper. You know who wrote that one? Staff writers. So <laughs> this is just extraordinary. What, a, what do we describe it as, Maestro? The post-truth era? Like, has Joe Biden got dementia or is Donald Trump a criminal? Or which one? Like, where do we go for our trusted news brands right now? Everyone is conflicted. And here's the other thing that comes out of the National Rugby League's annual report. The, the, this is the, the really interesting one. So commitment to grassroots rugby league has never been higher as far as dollars spent is concerned. Participa uh, investment in participation and pathways rose 13% from $73.1 million in 2022 to $82.8 million last season. So where's it going? If we've got these people in southeast Queensland, or do we look at this from a southeast Queensland point of view and say, ah, now the QRL is mobilising its forces and this is the PR story that they are waging with the Australian Rugby League Commission as they go to court. But do you see how difficult it is to find sense through all of this, people? I don't know, maybe you can. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 the text line, 0457 736 736. As I said, the, the NRL's annual report from last year, for 2023, is absolutely extraordinary, whichever way you look at it. So they've gone up $107.3 million in a year. It's banked $164.2 million in profit, $1.5 
in the last three years after posting an operating surplus of 58.2 million. There's all these numbers coming at you, but they're good. They're, they're very good. Rugby League is now Australia's most watched sport with total viewership of 171.8 million people, up 14% on the year before. Like any business that is 116 years of age and is showing that level of growth is extraordinary. But at what cost? This is, I'm trying to make head and a tail of it. Like it, it really is challenging to work out what exactly is going on in the world of rugby league when it comes to general health. Like how do we describe the general health? Have they got money? Yep. Are they making more money than previously? Yep. Are they posting profits? Yes. How's the grassroots level? Diabolical is what we understand. So somewhere in the middle lies the truth. I don't know. Maybe you can help me today to sort all of this out. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. On that, Peter Volandis has said, yep, I'm back for another three years, but I might not see out the three years. So... This is interesting. He's praised fellow commissioners Megan Davis uh, Davis and Kate Jones. I'm a big fan of Kate Jones, and Megan Davis has done an excellent job for a long time. We didn't see an endorsement of Andrew Abdo as such. So I think that's a very interesting part of what's happening at NRL Central. But there you go. Maybe, maybe you can help me sort through it. But uh, I, I thought it was very interesting. On a landmark day for the code, when it starts hurtling towards generating a billion dollars a year in revenue. And then we have that story coming out of southeast Queensland. Really, really interesting. I hope people can see a different side of me. This is Jerome Luai, Adam Pengilly, writing in the Sydney Morning Herald. He's over there in the UK. I see where Nathan Cleary has gone to Manchester City. So they are one of the great sides of Europe, certainly the standout in the EPL. But um, Nathan's there. He's looking to learn. Uh, Jerome Luai's there. He won't be playing. So we'll speak to the analyst about the World Club Challenge. But he's revealed what a toll it took on him to make that big decision to sign with the West. He wanted to do it before he went back to training. And now he's got to spend the year knowing that this will be his last year with his club that he grew up with, the, a family. He literally said, I grew up there. They're a family. It's a brotherhood, etc., etc." But he leaves at the end of the year. So West Tigers fans excited about that, but might get a bit of a last dance situation for the Penrith Panthers. Big news just before we came on air, Stacey Jones has been announced as the coach of the New Zealand Kiwis. He takes over from Michael Maguire. I see this is written by Dave Riccio, who was on the breakfast show this morning. He's over there in the US, but he's following up on this. Kiwi legend Stacey Jones set to be appointed as new test coach of New Zealand. So Nathan Carlos misses out. Wayne Bennett misses out. They've said no to Wayne Bennett. So did Wayne say no to them? Because as we said at the time, it's very hard to say no to Wayne Bennett. Bennett. Jones's appointment comes in the wake of Michael Maguire's decision to forego the role to lead the New South Wales State of Origin team. Well, my understanding is that Michael Maguire was very keen to do both. So I don't think foregoing the role is the correct term there. I think Michael Maguire was very committed to doing both the New Zealand job and the New South Wales State of Origin job. But the then CEO, the current CEO, Greg Peters, said at the time, oh, no, no, you can't do that. It's a conflict of interest. However, Stacey Jones will continue working with the Warriors side in his assistant role with Andrew Webster while steering the national side 
So I would suggest there are players there in that New Zealand side that Stacey Jones is working with who will be playing for teams other than the Kiwis. So very, very interesting what the New Zealand Rugby League have done there. I just wonder, Roger Tuavasa checks of Samoan background. Nelson Asafa Solomona is Māori and Samoan. I just wonder who they make themselves available for at the end of the season. That is going to be a very interesting watch. Uh, let's turn to Trans-Tasman relations. We've got, as I said, the short-form cricket going up. Sky Stadium at Wellington is where they're playing each other. But uh, Nathan Lyon has come out and had his say about Steve Smith versus Neil Wagner. So this is an interesting one. Neil Wagner, remember he kept dismissing him with that short-pitch barrage, but four times in the first two test matches, all four innings, he was able to dismiss uh, Steve Smith with short-pitch bowling. So very, And that was off the back of his 2019 Ashes series where he made 774 runs at an average of 110. Of course, he's opening the batting this time around. So it be very interesting to see how that goes. And Neil Wagner probably doesn't open the bowling. Tim Southey and Matt Henry will be doing that. But that's that's for the long-form cricket. The short-form cricket, well, we've got a 5.10 p.m. start today, our time, over there at Sky Stadium in Wellington, and you will hear it uh, exclusively on SEN. Whilst we're talking about Nathan Lyon, can we use a bit of this audio, please? Now, Spart yesterday, when we were talking about alternate physical treatments, talked about what an off-spinner might do, and that is we on their own hand, especially if they're getting some a split finger from, from over-bowling. Let's go back to an Ashes series where Nathan Lyon was asked that exact question. Tips, techniques to keep the, the skin on, on your fingers strong. I mean, like Graham Swan always, always used to, he said that the best thing was, was, was like piss, like to dip in a jar of... Have you, is, is that... Well. No, no, like, uh, <laughs> like, 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 um, yeah, yeah, I do, I, I do, but I'm not gonna, I don't have to tell you what, I don't have to tell you what I do in my hotel room, so. Uh. Wow, what a, this is a startling revelation. So he's basically said yes, without telling you exactly what goes on in the hotel room, but there you go. So, Spart, you are onto something. So thank you for that. From what I understand, there's another former Australian test finger spinner who used to use the, the same method. So uh, who knew? Who knew? I certainly didn't. So you might want to keep having your say on that. We're going to speak to John Clark a little bit later on in the program. He's the one who got Tom Trebojevic into the ballet dancing. He's the head of performance at the Manly Seagulls. Heading down south, Melbourne footballer. This is Melbourne Demons. Joel Smith accused of cocaine trafficking. This is extraordinary. Anti-doping investigators have accused Melbourne footballer Joel Kane of cocaine trafficking in a dramatic escalation of his failed drugs test probe. He tested positive for cocaine back in October. Now, this is a, a club, the Melbourne Demons, that have had incredible success in recent years, including winning the premiership in 2022. However, they have also had lots of scrutiny around their culture. Uh, in one message to Demons teammates last year, this is a Sport Integrity Australia investigation. In one message to Demon teammates last year, he offered them a quantity of the drug. It is alleged. This masthead, this is the Herald Sun, has not confirmed how many Melbourne players the SMS was sent to or the amount of cocaine he offered. Oh, wow. 
unbelievable. So you think about yesterday we had the Taron Thomas domestic violence allegations and he's been apparently going to be stood down for 18 matches. Now this, and the Herald Sun is absolutely all over it, leading the news. Well, not quite leading the news. Brad Banducci, the former CEO of Woolworths, who did the walkout on Monday night, he's literally kept walking. So he's out of Woolworths. So that that's leading the way down there in Melbourne. But that is a massive... Can you imagine the size of that if that was occurring in with an NRL player in an NRL club? Absolutely huge. So big news around. I want to get someone to help me. What do they make of all this stuff coming out that's so very positive from the annual report for the National Rugby League and then buried in a newspaper website up there in Queensland. We have grassroots rugby league officials suggesting they have been forgotten by diabolical leadership written by no one, written by staff writers. So uh, you tell me. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy and 457 736 736. Wow, where do we go from there? I'll tell you where we go. We're back with some of your text messages and then oh, it's been pretty intense. We need to have a bit of a holiday. We're going to head to Fiji with Jaleesa Apps. Stick around.